Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. I'm so mad we lost to Ole Miss. What's up, TJ? Just over here being sad that we lost Ole Miss. Oh. Yeah. Outside of that, how was your weekend? What did I do? We did uh, some Christmas lights at the Botanic Gardens on... Oh, I thought you made your own Saturday. Like you, no, I did Clark those. W at the no, house. No, no, no. My wife... Had me do those probably like two days after Thanksgiving. Uh, my wife had me do my do the day after. Mm-hmm. Typically, See, I'm a, still in the attic. Yeah, typically that's where I'm at. Is like right there, right day after, two days after. But uh, the home remodel going on, I didn't get them up till Sunday, Friday. No, I did them Friday afternoon. Yeah, Trey. Today we have Hampline problem solving. It's a IPA. Because as a basketball team, we got problems to solve. Penny do be having some problems to solve. Slavin. On both sides. Offense and defense. This is really a problem, Slavin. I'm not really sure what that says, if we're being honest. I read it. Well, it's in cursive. Maybe five times. And I'm the font's sure. not easy to read. Remember when you're in elementary school and they were like, you're never going to be able to not write in cursive ever again. So, I actually kind of write in cursive. Kind of. I know it doesn't make any sense. Like, my pen doesn't really leave the paper ever. Interesting. Yeah. All your letters are connected? Kind of, essentially, yeah. I'm trying to go, is this Slavin or Slavin? Slavin. It's a type of hop, I believe. I just, no, it's Slavin, dude. There's no L. It just looks like it. Okay. Well, that is very confusing. Mm, No, you're right. I get it. Okay. That's a crazy S, though. It's like going on there. I mean, that's that's not a true cursive S. It looks like the musical thing. It's a start to a music. Show it to the camera so the camera can see. Like a clef note? Is that what you're saying? To your individuals. There you go. It's like a clef note. It's like music, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Clef note. Oh, I guess it makes sense. I don't know, dude. I have no clue what we're talking about at this point. Uh, Worst trip of my life. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I could imagine. It wasn't very fun. I'm I'm never going to Oxford again. I don't believe you. Last two times I've been, just disappointment. Hmm. The pavilion is nice though. Yeah, Good little atmosphere. It does look nice. It's like a half the size of the form. They got raising canes in there. Do y'all believe in jinxes? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I think I'm a jinx. Oh, okay. Because every time I travel to go see the Tigers, whether it's in any sport, yeah, they lose. I don't, I don't like watching. If I'm at the game, it's fine. I don't like watching games not at home. Because I feel like we always lose, especially if it's, like, out in a public setting. I don't think I've ever been to, like, a watch party we've ever won. Hmm. I'm trying to think if that's true. I mean, I, don't, I just don't go to them anymore because I know that we lose. They're not fun. It's not fun to weep in front of other grown men. Uh, it also just wasn't fun because Ticketmaster is a joke. So I went with, That's took the whole fam down, me and the girls, plus uh, our friend Jonathan, his wife, and their son. Um, ordered tickets, I don't know, 
three, four days before their, the start of the game. We get down to Oxford, go to a little uh, outlet kind of mall thing. Girls are looking at Christmas stuff. Like, hey, let's go grab some lunch. Jonathan's like, hey, I still don't have the tickets. It says my order is still processing. It's like, well, that's not good. Mm. Game starts in two hours. We don't have tickets yet. Chats up old Ticketmaster like, no worries. We see it's processing on our end. We'll have uh, your tickets to you before the game starts. 15 minutes before tip. Still don't have tickets. Went they wait the, until the very final minute? No. We went to the ticket office. They were like, we don't know what to do. We can't help you. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. How'd you get in? Uh, we just convinced the guy at the door to let us in. Okay. So Jonathan got refunded nice. for the tickets, and they just let it, we went to the game for free. That is fair. From like a user experience, that's probably the best thing. I mean, we just showed him the picture of, hey, this has been processing. We have four or five tickets. I don't know. what. I think they're cut off for kids as age one. If you're over one, you have to have a ticket, which seems ridiculous. But No, nah, man. No, nah, man. I'm not terribly upset. We went for free or whatever. Um. Tigs lose 80-77. It was a pretty raucous crowd. I will say it was – Kenny, I don't know how you felt. You were there. It was loud for both squads at numerous times. I mean, some of those defense chants. Hey, listen, there was a moment in that game in the first half when the when the Tigers went down 7 – was it 7-0? Yeah. Where they got a stop. And it was defense. And, and that, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you this. Tiger fans are getting a like they're getting a bad they're getting called out. Coach Stansberry called them out tonight at the um, mm-hmm. at I seen I seen that Penny Hardaway's you know radio show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call them out now. Tiger fans are normally not the most boisterous in away environments. Like you see some that are that's fair. Pretty damn boisterous. They're vo- very vocal in how they express their um, fandom. Tiger fans are not normally that way. They're relatively calm and quiet. And there was a moment after that 7-0, you know, when Ole Miss took the 7-0 lead, where it was like all of a sudden it was like some somebody in the crowd wearing blue made the conscious decision to, we're about to freak out, and everybody freaked out. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, the guy, TJ and I's buddy, if you've ever been to the forum and a Let's Go Tigers chant has broken out within the Jonathan. last 25 years, it's been Jonathan that started it. Right behind the visitor bench. I don't think he started the deep. Well, he started a couple on Saturday. But I know which one you're talking about. When we kind of took the lead, I think we got up 9-7. Yep, 9-7. It was. It felt like a Memphis game in there, a home game. I mean, it's really not that far away. So I'm sure there was a pretty good contingency of Tiger fans there. So. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to tell from where I was sitting because I feel like I was in the corner where they all were, and it's yeah. hard to, like, turn around and really be able to tell. But I don't know. Kenny, from the floor, what did it look like over there in that corner? Um, no, I mean the corner. Obviously, they they put away teams way up in the top yeah. up there in that corner. But even before the game, there were Tiger fans in the student section. There were they were dispersed everywhere throughout the thing. There was a good contingent of blue in that crowd. Yeah, it was I mean, a fun just, environment, man. It was. It was. It was it a was, fun environment. If not, yeah, it was a fun game. It's a fun environment. It's a good little regional rivalry. I hate losing to them. It's fair. But if it, you was, guys, it was a good a good atmosphere. If you guys had one, based on this team, one piece of trash talk that you would, as an opposing team, yell or go after the Memphis Tigers for, what would it be? Mikey's guilty. 
No, I mean that was the dumbest. It was the dumbest chant ever, ever heard in my entire life. Well, yeah, he literally yeah, he, he pled, literally pled, pled, he guilty. pled guilty. That's what that means. But it's also crazy ironic given who your head coach is. Yeah, also guilty. I don't know, dude. What do you At that, do? It's after easy that to happened, that. I really wanted our section to chant back that Chris Beard's guilty, but I don't know that we would have been able to coordinate it very well. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. Go after Ashton. Go after Jaden. Yeah. You're only on the team because your daddy's the coach, whatever. Those are decent. That's whatever. But their whole thing was, where is Mikey? And... Bitch, he ain't been here all year. <laughs> I know, and it's all—it's one thing if he's been on the team or something, and he was there. <laughs> he's not like, been they, here, like, no. kind of like they did with Amani two years ago. But sure. like, he hasn't been with the team. He literally pled guilty. Yeah, he's guilty. <laughs> the weakest. Know. Their student section was actually pretty. They were loud, but they, they were, were lame as hell. Well, lame. they were—it's flipping flipping the bird. I guess you guys didn't see the TV broadcast, but there was a bad call at one point. It was clearly out on Memphis, but they said it was out on Ole Miss at first. And these dudes were just like double burden the camera, and like yeah. no shame. Their their student section has a very high school esque feel. Oh to them. yeah, oh a thousand. Percent. I do like that in the small arenas when they give out their shirts. Like I was surprised that they didn't pull out a like a you can't do that chant. Mm, I could have seen that. But they were all wearing the red shirts, and it looked real nice on TV, though. Did it? Yeah. I thought it looked dumb in there. Overrated. An like, overrated chant. Overrated. High know. school chant. I just don't... Yeah. I just don't... I don't know. It was too much red. A red out? I don't know. Almost just a... I don't know. All right. Well, let's talk ball. It's like they wear the red enough to be red. Um, I don't... Like... We were talking about this before it started. I don't feel like we played that bad. Obviously, we shot very poorly from three, three of 18, sure. and almost literally could not miss from three. Yeah. I mean, for 90%, they ended up shooting 50%, 11 to 22 from three. I mean, they were 60 plus percent for 75, like 75% of the game. Is, I mean, they were shooting over 60% from three, literally could not miss. And in the last two games, you're, this is, I said it. I said in the Discord, I said it before we started, it's a classic little uh, early December, late November, Penny Hardaway losing streak. Let's hope it ends there in Oxford and we get a dub Wednesday night. But uh, the last two games, that's what's killed you. Sure. I mean, it didn't last necessarily throughout the entirety of the Villanova game, but they started out hot as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, but they had like eight in the first. Nine of 15 or something absurd. Yeah, like in the first. 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. I even and that's what it was. I think it was like eight minutes. That's what it was like in Oxford. I mean, I think through the first half, they were like eight of 11 or something. Seven of 11. I, I think know. what made it feel worse is that it was by Morrell for the most part. Like, I felt like he could not. I don't know if he what actually was he missed. Six, was he six or seven, yeah. I think? I he think pulled he up the, back, the box score. I don't know what he actually made, but it didn't feel like he ever missed one. And, and that's, that's coming not, from a guy who typically doesn't really hit that not many like threes that. consistently. Oh, definitely not at that clip. No, no, no. Yeah, he was six of seven from three. Jalen Murray was four of six. TJ Codwell is one of four. Do y'all think Matthew so Morrell is an NBA player? Dude, that's so tough because you have guys. He's he shoots like that. The person yeah. I use as like a consistent reference is Chris Chioza. Like, I don't think he was everything. I don't think he was that great in college, but I mean, he's made a hell of an NBA career just kind of floating around. So, like, yeah, I mean, I think you could make it. I think, obviously, he's a point guard, so it's a little bit different than Morrell. Um, I don't know if Morrell can be a point guard at the next level. but 
He keeps shooting six or seven from three, then yes. I don't know, dude. There's a bunch of guys that can just hit at a high clip that just get to the NBA and they're nothing. Like Dylan Wendler, who's at uh, whoa, Belmont maybe? And then he went to the Cavs, and he's just a nobody. But in college, he was incredible at hitting threes, just constantly. Like a 6'9 wing. So I don't know. He's a 6'4 guard. I don't know. I guess you can be a 6'4 shooting guard in the NBA, whatever. But and yeah, then, again, to your point, if you shoot like that, then you've got a good chance. I mean, the frustrating part, too, was like not all of – some of them were wide open for sure. But there were several where we had a hand up, and they were still making it. And then there was one late in the second half. I think David Jones got a block. Mm-hmm. On somebody in the paint and it was a loose ball and ended up just bouncing straight to Flanagan and he no, it wasn't Flanagan. It was Morel. Bounced straight, he just, he just picks it up, hits the front of the rim, hits the top of the backboard and goes in. And it's just like and I think at that point we had built like a five point lead or something and had gotten a basically gotten a stop and it's just like an unlucky bounce and now it's back to two and the crowd is going crazy. We keep calling them old miss. We should be calling them old make, you know? Uh, Dad I wish they were a little. I just did not think they were going to continue to shoot that oh. way. Not I. Not for a split second during that entire game. Until there were 15 seconds left, that I think we were actually going to lose. Mm. And then Murray made that dumb baseline jumper. I mean, he yeah, made so that, many. I think that shot shots the down the stretch. Like, mm, okay. And then at that point, I was like, "Oh shit, we are really we're going to we're not winning this game." Yeah. I will say, in like, you know, we again we talked about this before, and we don't think we played. Memphis did not play that poorly. I think they won the rebounding battle. Yeah, they had less turnovers, steal. Well, the hey. turnovers were even. You had nine steals, I think. Okay, what, what was the turnover? Was it seventeen, eighteen, or 13, was it like 13. ten? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I think that thir- if you. I'd love to see the numbers on how many Penny Hardaway teams you shot well from free throw. Thirteen turnovers, and don't win. Yeah, I mean it's gonna three of eighteen from three point range. Sixteen percent from three point range is yeah. obviously sick. That's the difference. Is us three of eighteen and then well, eleven of twenty two. It is the difference, but I also think that you were kind of playing handicap by not having Jaquan for a lot of the game. Despite I mean, how what he's he been the cold, last but ten twelve minutes of the game. I know he's also been cold, but also I think. You know, something that factors into this is Jordan Brown. I mean, that, that was a big cog in the way this team was going to turn. What do you play, so seven minutes? Seven minutes, one uh, to two from the field, two points, Yeah, one rebound, well, two fouls. At the same time, I think Penny's going to have to figure out a way to get him onto the court because you can't, like, you know, at a certain point, if they're going to be small, you're going to have to punish them. Like, and I think that's where you have to go inside of Jordan Brown, and obviously if they're going to run him, it is what it is, but, like, you can combat other teams going small with him being in there. Like, yeah, I don't know how you're going to have to do it. Have him sag off on defense. I don't know. Malcolm keeps playing the way he plays Saturday. Jordan Brown who? 20 minutes from Malco, 6-9, and 1-1 one one from the free throw line, four boards, three blocks, only two fouls in 20 minutes, 13 points. No. And a freaking poster of yeah. a dunk on Musa. So disgusting. I hate that losing the game takes away from that, but it does. It's fair. It's definitely one of the better Malco games I can think of off the top of my head. I guess there's one. I mean, I forget. Was it Will? Somebody in the Discord asked in that game of the four Jordan Brown, Musa, Jamarian, and Malco, who would you take? I was like, in this today? Malcolm. 
Malcolm has made the biggest yeah. difference by far of any of them. Well, I don't think Sharp did anything. Actually, I was talking trash. I mean, he had a couple, him, and then he had a couple boards. He had a couple points yeah. back to back dunks. Ended up with eight and three. I think looks Whatever, like dude, you're seven one five. block. How are you only getting eight and three? Yeah, I don't know. Breakfield though, four blocks on us. Yeah, gross. Sometimes it'd be like Musa with a big two, one of four. It was a dunk, and he tried to do the dunk on your head. And I'm like, dude, no, you can't do that after what happened to you earlier in the game. I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, you'll never recover from that. And it wasn't like Malcolm came flying from half court down the middle of the paint and just like jumped from the free throw line and had all this momentum. He literally had his back to him, spun and dunked on his freaking head right in Kenny's face. If you haven't seen the video, you need to go watch it. Kenny's in the background going, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate losing to them so much. I mean, it's whatever. I, I do think that they played like It's that, not whatever. So it's, no, it is whatever. No, it is Because isn't. they played incredible. Like, I don't think. TJ, that, that's the kind of game that you have to win. This is the reason well, we have been on the 8-9 bubble line. Oh, you're going to be on that regardless. I don't think there's any getting away from that. I think if you had won the other night and you continued to win some of these games, you wouldn't have been. I don't know. that Beating Ole Miss, beating Ole Miss who was like a fringe top 100 Kempom team, means anything more than beating It's better than losing Tulane to them. Or SMU. Like, I don't know if it means anything. Well, right now, Tulane would be a quad one win. Oh, yeah, I want some apologies for that because preseason I talked about Tulane being ranked higher than it's us December potentially. Four, TJ. I, know, I knew that that was going to happen when I saw <laughs> that today, too. Uh, I do think they're decent. I mean, whatever. I sent the text and TJ loved it. And I knew what he, he I know, I knew why he loved it because he knew that he felt like he was right. No, it's not that. I just, uh, you know, thought I would throw that little jab in there. So gross. What uh, what were your feelings on JQ taking that final shot? I don't, I don't understand what happened. A runner three from the top of the key, and there were still three and a half seconds left on the clock. Did you hear Penny's explanation for that shot? Well, not really for the shot. Like the shot is what the shot is. Like I mean. No, I heard a couple of things. Uh, David Jones, who had a heck of a game, 22 points, seven boards, two assists, three steals, a block, all in 34 minutes. He had 22 points with, I think his 22nd, 21st and 22nd points came with six minutes, 6-12 left. He had a jumper to put us back up 67-65 and then did not shoot the ball again, yeah. ever again. Just thought maybe that was the game winner and he was done. And he's done, right? How does that happen? I mean, I know how it happens. Yeah, it's because offensively we have so much freedom, like just don't get the ball. But at some point you gotta be like, hey, let's get the ball to to DJ. You maybe want to get the ball to your, you know, hottest player. To the only guy that the only starter that's actually scoring the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal. You know, when I made the confidence What somebody posted it, what our starters got outscored seventy one to forty seven or something, forty four, right. like something outrageous. You know, I made that comment in the preseason that I didn't think David Jones would be conference player of the year because oh, we remember I expected at least the people on our team to contribute. So I thought that <laughs> Jaquan has had a history of producing Jordan Brown has a history of producing yeah. JQ has a history of being a contributor. And we don't have that. I don't know what it is. I get here and everyone just shits the bed. Yeah. I don't know. Quinterly two of 12, Oh, a four from three. 
Yeah. Caleb, there was a lot two of is, bad two is seven taken, man. in 29 minutes for six points. I think people loved what you got out of David, loved what you got out of Jordan, loved Jordan, what you got out of Malcolm. Everybody else was just kind of meh. I loved what you got out of Jalen. I did, yes. Outside of the missed layup to at the end of the first half, <laughs> which would have had us up nine going into halftime. Yeah. I think he played it well, too. I, I think mean, the, he was beating his guy off the dribble, getting in the paint. Like The general consensus on Jalen is, you know, he's kind of a net neutral, right? He's not really going to hurt you. He's not really going to help you at the same this time. This sounds like exactly what you say about Jaden. So I said Jaden. Oh, I thought you said Jalen. We were talking about Jalen. Oh. Young. Sorry. I misheard. I thought you said Jaden. No. Kenny, did you like what you saw out of Jaden? Is that what you said? No, I Sorry, said I liked what I saw out of Jalen Young. You know what I go. saw? You got to use last names. Jayden, you know what Jaylen I saw took a lot of on Saturday that I wasn't necessarily a fan of? And look, I get, I know Jaquan was hurt. But both of the Hardaway boys on the floor at the same time just does not excite me. I mean, it's, it's fine. Is it? No, I, I mean, like, whatever. I just don't think it's whatever. Like, play one of them at a time. Why does it matter? I mean, I think they're both defensively hurt you. I don't think Jaden hurts you. Really? I just don't think he helps you either. Well, then that's a loss. Is it? I don't think he does anything for you offensively. Ashton, I can get maybe if he's knocking down threes, which he did. He was one of two. He made one of our three threes. <laughs> we were two of eight in the first half. We made one three in the entire second half, and it was Ashton from the corner to put us back up by one. Remember that? And then... You know what Penny said? Last three possessions of the game. This is game on the line. Does not make sense to me. No, Whatever. I get it. What a f- he's a shooter. But your last three possessions of the game, game on the line. You're calling corner threes for your freshman son. Does Dave did David Jones die? I don't did know. Did he get the, the concussion? Maybe. I I mean, whatever. Like, I don't know. Is it whatever? Well, I, don't I think mean, it is whatever, whatever in the sense of like, I'm if not going to sit here. you're David Jones and that's what happened three times straight down the floor of the game on the line and your coach is calling stuff for his freshman son. Well, it, it's a, is it a situation where Ole Miss has just consistently not been guarding the corner and maybe just no one's there. So, like, you, it, it's open. All he's got to do is make the shot, right? That's the hard part, of course. But Yes, but it doesn't matter when Jalen didn't get It's the, the ball, fact right? that David Jones isn't even getting opportunities. To score the ball. And like I just seems like good things happen when he has the ball. But in the freedom offense, is that more on him or is it on his teammates? That's a good question. You know, I think that comes back on JQ because he's typically the facilitator. The Does David who's... need to be more demanding in getting the ball in that in that period of time? The last six minutes of the game. Does he need to be going to get the ball? Sure. I mean, yeah, in a sense you would think that. I but, think on Saturday he should have. But also, do you not think Ole Miss is prepared for that? That doesn't mean they're. Why stopping. would you not just double him and then you're gonna leave someone else open? They haven't been able to. They weren't stopping him the first thirty minutes of the game. I just think I would double him the moment he touched the ball. Double him. Let think, someone else. Make okay. A shot. Well, at least make him W first. Don't just anticipate that they're gonna W and not go get the ball. That's fair. That's completely fair. It. Uh, I did find it interesting that Penny was talking, and I don't know if he meant the, the three specifically, but he was talking about. Towards the end of the game, running it through. <laughs> Former players, yeah. they have some uh, bad tendencies or bad habits from their previous school. I missed this. Yeah, he was talking about it. And I'm like, well, 
what kind of bad habit? Not putting your hand in someone's face on a three? Is that a bad habit? That seems pretty consistent with I mean, that's no matter what team sure. you play for. I feel like that's a pretty what, consistent he said thing. This? I, didn't, I did not get this. Maybe it was in the coach's show or something with uh, – No, it was in the post game. Was it post game? Yep. Because I thought the same thing when he said it. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, I mean, I just like – I can only relate it to – He's talking about not guarding the three ball well, and I'm like, is it that, or was he talking about having something drawn up and then just going off script and trying to do it on your own? It was kind of open ended. I mean, when he's but when he says the last three possessions that we had in the game, I called a corner three for Ashton. You know how many times Ashton touched the ball in the last three possessions? Zero. Zero. Yeah. No corner three from Ashton was ever attempted. So is that what he's talking about? Mm. I don't know. Does that explain why? JQ shot a runner three from the top of the key with three and a half seconds left. I don't know. That the only reason that irked me is because he's not that guy. And I don't mean it in like the sense that that gave me I'm sorry. It gave me PTSD because one time when we I think we were in high school or elementary, not elementary, middle school, maybe eighth grade. It's either eighth grade or JV. We were playing SB. This was back when they were still SBC, not North Point. Uh at St. George's. Uh, this is not a joke. There were 17 plus seconds left in the game, and one of their kids shot it from half court. Half court? Yeah. I already know you're going with that. Like as if the game was over. And we Someone all... from the stands was like, three, two, No, one. that's the thing. There was not anybody there. We just always joked about the, I'll be the hero. And he like didn't hit anything, was out of bounds, and it was our ball with 15 it's seconds. It's like Leroy Jenkins kind yeah. of thing. It was amazing. It's great. You haven't lived till you've seen a. Half court shot with 15 seconds left. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Maybe he looked up and he thought it said 1.5. I have no idea, but it was amazing. That's what it. That's what Quinterly shot on Saturday reminded me. That of. is awesome. Not quite as bad as that, but it was still pretty bad. There was still a lot, quite a bit of time left on the clock. Yeah, I mean, where I was going with that is I just don't. He doesn't come off as that guy. Like I don't can't say I followed Quinterly that like that much. Per what se. to just try to take it into his own? Yeah, head. like I, I don't. I don't think of him as a guy who's just like, let me just go pure ISO and win this game. Like I just, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what it looked like. Not with a runner three, because it looked like he still had some more space to keep going and get close well, to the rim. That, it, when he, it looked like a clear basket to an extent, but like I don't know. I can go back and watch. By it the time bit. he got to half court, as fast as he was moving, I thought he was going in for a quick two, and I was like, you don't have time to do like that's not going to work. I don't know. And then he pulled up. He pulled up at the three line. There were three seconds left. And I, I think he had two steps, three steps maybe until the rack. Yeah, but it, you're making a layup. You got 2.3 seconds left in the game. You got to make them inbound, foul them. But I don't know. I just, whatever. Stupid loss. Now we're suffering because of it. Uh, the net rankings came out today, Timothy. I saw. 71, absolutely disgusting. You know what we were at last year when the first net rankings came out? Oh, 32? 38. Oh. I mean, it was in the 30s kind of, but. Yeah, man. What are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? I don't know. So do we choose to believe that, or do we say, we know this team is better, right? Like, they're better. I mean, I hope we're better, but it's also like, I don't know. Well, How know, much stock is, do you put in that? Is Michigan even good? They're 500. Is Arkansas good? I think we have, if you believe that Arkansas and Michigan are good, you have a larger sample size that Memphis is good better than they are okay. 
or bad. I don't know how you want to word that. Right? Based off of all, what you've seen so far, Memphis has shown that they are good more than they are bad. Sure. I mean, the only two games we lost were to two teams that just came out and unloaded a clip from three on. It's like at, at, a, at a rate that they have not done before. Yeah. Which makes me think that maybe we're not closing out on some shots. Oh, we're definitely not. I mean, especially in the Villanova game early, they hit like five corner threes because they were all wide open. Five seems soft. Nine. I'm ten. I meant five. 11. They were corner. They hit more threes <laughs> oh, than that. I just meant five of those. Sorry, you did take one. You did take one. That's on me. Just wide open corner threes because we were just leaving the corners wide open. Yeah. It was uh, – I had PTSD from that game, dude. That was wild. I don't know. The net rankings, it's very early. They change every day, so there's – I don't know how to even interpret it. I don't know that they even need to be released this early, to be honest with you. But it is concerning that you came out of uh, – Atlanta's thinking that you had two quad one wins, and here we are. We literally have zero. We're o, o for one in quad one. Did you? So what is Memphis ranked in the net right now? We are seventy first. So we've already talked about two are, being ahead of us. Yes, and FAU of course is ahead yes. Of us. We are third in the American with FAU at eleven, and Tulane at sixty one. You know it's wild. Sixty six. Two lanes at 66. Hey, that's good, though, if they can stay there. It's another quad one opportunity in conference. 13 spots behind us is SMU. I know. I don't. And then I, right behind them is Wichita State. Yeah. If those two can win some games and get up to 75, that's two more quad one. Win North Texas isn't far away. I know they don't have their country anymore, anymore, but no. they're at 104. 104. I mean, they could, they could find their way. I don't know. They got, yeah, they got a quad three loss already, but. I don't know. I just yeah, I was wait. totally caught off guard. I was not anticipating that happened. I was not anticipating Arkansas being one seventeen, mm. especially coming off a win over Duke. I think it's a show me thing. They got to see more from Arkansas to believe in them. They're giving them two quad two losses and a quad one loss. Who's out there just looking sexy with all the quad ones? Houston. They have three currently. And per duty. And. BYU being two in the net is wild. Dang, I missed that. Yeah, Princeton's eighth. You know, I think looking at this explains exactly why Penny has scheduled the way he has. Like, you need every opportunity you can get. I mean, how many Big Ten teams do we see well, you're put in there because of so many put higher up in the every year? That's why I'm not terribly just, concerned because if Michigan even just went 500 in the Big Ten, they're going to be a top 75 team. Exactly. Yes. Which not isn't necessarily quad one because they need to be top 50, but I mean it's not. They'll be fine. Same so, with Arkansas. The SEC is the same way. I think this was in the coaches show where Penny talked about he wants to try to schedule home and home with Duke. And he talked about a home-and-home home with oh, – who did he say? I think he said – I know we mentioned Kansas, but uh, St. John's. Hmm. Like, that'd be incredible. He said you land Duke. those, that's great. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, how fun uh, would that be? That would be fun. Said I'm going to call John. What? Said I'm going to call John. Shire? Yeah. I appreciate sure that's what he said. I don't know if he misspoke or what, but – Interesting. He also teased tonight about a little West Coast action next year before we head out to Hawaii. 
Oh, wait. What were you watching? I don't know. I just saw it on Twitter that he... Oh, that was in the same coach's show because he talked about West Coast action with UCLA. Oh. I just remembered that part, too. Hmm. A lot of scheduling news right there. Well, I mean, I think it's just things he's going to try to do. I mean, like, you look at the schedule. It's not doing you any favors. And obviously losing to a decent Ole Miss team. I don't think they're bad. I think they're well-coached. They have talent. They they have a chance to do well. They have improved dramatically in the last two weeks. They've come a long way since beating Detroit Mercy at home by one. Since beating Sam Houston State at home by three. They curb-stomped North Carolina State on Wednesday before they played Tuesday. I think that was the game. They they were like, oh, shit, we can play basketball? Um, And then just went lights out on three against us. So that's back-to-back good wins for them. We'll see what, you know, if they can continue the trend that direction. I mean, I think they're going to be able, with with Sharp and Cisse, two seven-footers, just impacting the game at the rim, rim protectors, like I think they're going to be able to. Just drop coverage. You don't even got to guard anyone. Just stand near the rim. Yeah. Figure it out. We'll see. If they can even just go like 8-10 and 10 in the SEC, that would be solid. Sure. Keep them top 100 probably. So who's next? VCU? Is that right? Yeah, you got a big stretch coming up here. A big right? stretch. I mean, this is, the, this is the biggest – this is the most important stretch of the season, I would say. Ooh. Is this next five? You think that's true? Yeah. Are you using hindsight? Or are you just saying like, would you have I'm said that currently the where you stand? Okay. You were about. Go. You've got VCU on Wednesday, which is not. I mean, it's it's not the game that you probably were hoping that it was going to be, given what they've done recently. I mean, they just lost to Norfolk yeah, State yeah, at home just at on Friday, which is not good at all. They're two fortieth in Ken Palm. Um, so not, I mean, they're still fine. They're one Oh three, but not, uh, not the, the game that you probably hoped that it would be, but you need to win that game. And then you get into the real afford to lose it. The real three game gauntlet of at A&M on -hmm. Sunday, who's sitting at 20th in Kempom Clemson at home the following Saturday. So you got about a week who's Clemson is hot right now. They are 18th in the net. Coming off big dubs, I think they beat uh, they beat Alabama last week. Alabama last week on Tuesday, and then they beat Pittsburgh yesterday. Both okay. away games, okay. two solid A quality way game victories right there. They got South Carolina Wednesday, TCU Saturday, and then us. So a big stretch for them as well. And then after Clemson, you've got uh, Virginia. Coming in Tuesday the nineteenth, you're sitting at twenty seventh in Kimpom in the net. Twenty seventh, so that's three. Yeah, I mean, three of your next four games are all quad one opportunities. You go two and one in those three games, and that's gonna that'd be a big deal. So I'll say this: you find a way to go three and zero, oh and it's wow. Trevor Lawrence is very injured right now. That's not good. I mean, he was being helped and taking tiny, tiny steps headed to the locker room. Oh, okay. Well, doesn't look good. Uh, before I was going to mention this because I think it was just so outlandish, so outlandish. 
Maybe not. Maybe he's. What did Kenny say before we started recording? We were talking about at VCU, at AM, Clemson at home, Virginia at home. And he talked about, did he mention Vandy? Who, Kenny? Yeah, did he say five games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah five games. He, he said, what'd you say? Four and one? What'd you say? No, he said he thinks oh, we're brother, going. Five and oh. Five and oh, okay. He says he thinks we're not, lo- we're going to come out of the non con 10 and two. That'd be incredible. Speaking into existence, I just don't. I can't say that. I believe. Well, it'd have to be eleven and two. We got six more games, but um, I don't. That would be amazing. I just don't know that's happening. Yeah, not the way they're. I think the right most now. difficult of that entire stretch of your last six, though, if you could come out five and one with your only loss being at A and M, and it's not, it's not a loss like the Villanova loss was. I'm talking like you're not getting run off the floor, and you yourself have a 22 to nothing run and you're still down 15 yeah then i think that's very good very good yeah i don't think you can afford to lose at vcu that would be a pretty big dagger you're talking about 10 and 10 and 3 through the non-con and then you go into conference and i think what you lose let's say you lose three games in the conference three games who you seeing i was just throwing it i know there i mean like at fau maybe and then you in typical fashion, you have an off night somewhere else, two other the two games that you – I mean, sure, at Tulane maybe. And then no, I'm with you. Penny always finds a way. Or at UAB. Or Not something. to say like Penny specifically. I think pretty much every coach always finds a maybe, way. To maybe an at game. SMU is one of them. I don't know. Are they good? What are, They were, have been awful. Like I know they have a new coach, but – I don't know. I mean, they haven't really the – they beat team? West Virginia – Lost to Wisconsin by eight. Lost that to A&M. Sound good. That is, I mean, what did they lose to A&M? I mean, they've got three three good losses, I guess. Uh, they lost to A&M by 13. Oh, that doesn't sound good. I just meant in the sense that, that are, all of their losses are top six to top 60 teams. Okay, so I'm with you now on your statement on this is probably the biggest stretch of the schedule from here on out. I'm definitely with you on that. I thought you were saying that this stretch is more important than the stretch you had against like Michigan, Arkansas, Villanova, et cetera. Oh, no. I'm saying like, going. What are we talking about? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Even then. I mean. These teams are all ranked better. Okay. What does that mean? A quad one is still a quad one. Michigan, Arkansas are quad ones. I know, but I'm saying like, had you had both, had you beaten Michigan, Arkansas and Villanova, that's three quad ones, is it not? No, the only. Well, quad I mean, I we we presume that they will become. Back. I'm talking right now. Oh, dude, you can't you can't think of it like that because it's so it fluctuates so much, literally so much. Oh, I know it's daily. That's but I think those will be it. quad ones when when it's all said. I hope so. But then, yeah, I mean, I get what you're I get what you're saying. Like A and M, Clemson, both top twenty five teams now. They'd really have to shit the bed to. To drop look, out of a quad one. That's why you look forward and not behind you. Going forward, this is the biggest stretch we have left. If Kenny's right, we went out in the non-con, I'll be ecstatic. Who cares about losing in Oxford after that? But Jonathan, our buddy, said it. I don't think that that'll, as frustrating as it was Saturday, that won't be our most frustrating loss. That's probably true. Which hurts. There will be one in conference that, well, I think we will find a way to lose, and I don't even understand. I think it always happens. Just don't let it be UTSA. 
You know what they are in Kim Bomb? Two thirty-eight. I'm making up a number. Three oh five. They're a bad, bad basketball team. That's like U uh, S no USF. I feel like USF is always down there on the floor. Yeah, but they're not even. Where are they at? USF. They're one eighty nine. Okay, well that's better than so where had been. so far above UTSA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with this next stretch, so you got the at VCU at Texas A and M, Clemson, Virginia. We'll just use those four. Well. I mean, I guess we can mention Vandy and Austin P. if you really want to. I don't care. Who do you need to step it up? Outside of David Jones, I think David Jones is David Jones. I don't think you need him to step it up because he's been performing. Yeah, like I, he's David Jones. Like Outside of him, he's fine. I think Quinterly needs to play better. In what way? Like, I mean, he's facilitating the ball well. I mean... we like, I don't... To, a, to a 12 from the field's not cutting it. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. And I don't need a runner three from the top of the key with three and a half seconds left. That's all I'm saying. Let me ask you this. Is Virginia the game where Jordan Brown is going to cook? Those dudes aren't looking to run the ball. Cook what? Dude, I thought he was going to have a freaking night. He came out with that fresh cut, mm. lined up, mm. and then literally within the first 15 seconds missed a wide open layup yeah. and then picked up two fouls right away. I feel real lied to. Do you? Real deceived. Real, real deceived. I think preseason I talked about, like, you know, it's okay not having DeAndre because he doesn't really move the needle that much more now that we have Jordan Oh, yeah, Brown. you hated the thought I, of DeAndre that, coming back. I, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it did anything for you because I thought we were getting a 20 and 10 guy. I didn't think it did anything for you. Well, I, I, mean, think I think we all, we all thought we were getting a 20 and 10 guy. And we are getting that in David Jones. I'm not even getting 20 or 10 minutes out of the guy. I don't know. You're not even getting 10 minutes That's out of the guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm not getting 20 or 10 minutes out of the guy. But Virginia plays slow. Maybe we can get him. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They got to figure something out. I will say I'm shocked as hell by Jordan. Jordan like him, Malco dude. I've been very pleased with so far. I think far. Jordan's been great. He's an energy guy off the bench, and he, he does He's things. not going to do anything like... I don't feel like out of this world flashy. He just he'll hit a, a three every now and then. He he's rebounds. hustling. Yeah. He'll knock down a tray ball. Cool. He'll catch an air ball Bad and ball put it back. Yeah. I mean, he just makes plays. Winning plays is what Jordan does. Um, all right, let's look at this VCU game. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. on uh, ESPN University. That's ESPNU for those of you at home. Ken Palm's got it. As a three-point Tiger victory, 73-70 with a 61% chance. I don't like it because I think that's exactly <laughs> what uh, his prediction for the Ole Miss game was. Fantastic. And I don't like that. Fantastic. What did you say it was? 73-70 hmm. is what he's got it at. Um, I'm going to let you know, ESPN has it as a 56% chance for Memphis to win. Do with that what you will. ESPN does? Yeah. Yeah, so the Ole Miss game, he had us winning 73-70, 62% chance. So basically the same exact prediction for this uh, VCU game on, on Wednesday. I'm not going to act like I know a ton about VCU, just to keep it straight honest with you. Uh, I do know that they don't look that great on paper, but 
They don't. Let's. Uh, they lost their opener this year to McNeese State. That's a Will Wade-less McNeese State. They have beaten Samford, Radford, Seattle, and Penn State with losses to Iowa State, Boise State, mm. McNeese State, and Norfolk State. Anybody named State, and they are losing. So wear let's Memphis wear the Memphis State, State yes. jerseys on Wednesday. Yes. And it's a loss. And then they're going to lose to Alcorn State the next night or Sunday. That would be a hell of a deal. We don't want that. We better come out. Penny, if you're listening, we know that you are. You need to wear the Memphis State jerseys because they're losing to states. Dude, if they lost to Alcorn, wow, they're one and seven right now. Are they? Yeah, that'd be not good. Yeah. Maybe they'll wear their Alcorn U jerseys or something. I In like know. two weeks, they're playing something called Maryland Eastern Shore. I'm starting to think you're making up names. No, I'm not making that up. I'm just telling you who they're playing. I don't know about that one, dude. Where do you think Maryland Eastern Shore is? Um, If I had to guess. If you had to guess their mascot. Uh, their mascot? Yeah. The. Oh, my gosh. This team beat Penn, who beat Villanova. The Red Lobsters. That's not bad. Uh, they're the Hawks out of Princess Anne, Maryland. Mm, if you did, you no. ever been to Princess Anne? No, I don't think I knew it existed. I can't believe this be team quite, beat Penn, who beat Villanova. Villanova is disgusting. They lost to Drexel. They're on a back-to-back losing streak. St. Joseph's and Drexel. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Why did teams just? I'm just fully expecting Ole Miss to fall off the freaking face of the earth after beating us. Now, a great poet once said, "Everyone's good." You know, everybody's good. And Sir Pastner, it's just never kind been of, more right. Yeah, I mean, it's he's kind of right. It seems like everyone's good. It's kind of right. Or everyone sucks. I don't the know only, what it is. It's <laughs> probably more that everybody sucks. Uh, Either everyone's good or everyone sucks. I the can't only, make sense of it. The only thing that made me feel better on uh, Saturday was Kentucky losing at home to North Carolina Wilmington. Hmm. I don't really care about Kentucky. I'm going to be real honest with you. I know. I mean, I don't either. I just like to see teams that are ranked better than us lose to lose? scrubs. Okay. I'm with that. Takes worse that. loss than us. Not Kentucky specific. No, just anybody that's better than us that takes a loss that's worse than any loss we have. I love. Yeah. I'm good with that. Unless they've beaten us, like Villanova. I don't want them to keep losing. I don't. They better not lose to freaking. I don't know whoever they have next. Don't mm, lie to you, dude. Kansas State. They're probably losing. Great. And then UCLA and then Creighton. No, they're about to yeah, lose five in a row. Yeah. This is disgusting. It's not looking good. We're dropping in the net as we speak. Um. All right, Teach. what else we got? I don't know, man. That's really about it. I mean, I don't preview out too many games here, you know? All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bowl action. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little... Michael Norvell, moment of silence, and then Dang. we'll uh, wrap up Dang. episode, what is this, 53? Yeah, that sounds right. 53-ish. We'll be back in 53 seconds. Here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, guys, to say, bro. We sorry as hell uh, yeah, sitting on shit. I got much to say. We ain't got <laughs> shit on shit. 
going out there, man. I'm um, hearing people talk about my boy uh, Anthony L was talking about the fan experience ain't hey, the same. You and, knew that was coming. You know, we blaming the music, we blaming the, 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 the <laughs> nachos, we blaming everything is wrong. We blaming the, the Bill Street flippers ain't out there. We playing that we ain't playing whoop that trick. We playing uh, the music. We ass, bro. Like what are we talking about, bro? Like we're not good, bro. Like. I think that's the reason why the energy is low in FedEx Forum, bro. Like, I don't think it's the AC. I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's crime. I don't think it's none of that, bro. Like, it's <laughs> weird ass. Somewhere, I saw someone say something. They played, I guess the Grizzlies scored a basket and went to the timeout, and they said they played Yeah by Usher. They had a problem with that. That's a like, pretty bro, good song. Who yeah, about 12 points? If I was up 12, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and my, me and my girl are the that's a pretty good song when you're winning. When you're losing, it's like, hell no. They should be no. Tune in to The Anthony Sane Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. I can't, and I saw that a lot on, on Saturday, too, is just people immediately, oh, well, Penny got out coached by right. Chris Beard. I think there were moments where Penny didn't make the requisite adjustments. Like, David Jones should have gotten more run. He should have gotten a shot in the last five minutes. Yeah. I think we can both agree on that. Um, I think there's times where Penny runs this sort of pro-style offensive system, lets his guys go cook. They weren't cooking. I think there needs to be adjustment off that and maybe get them into more have sets, have plays, yeah. that type of thing, if, if you start to see them spiraling out of control that way. Um, so there's a couple of things I could say about Penny, but ultimately, I just think that is so overblown. Yeah, I agree. That he's just getting absolutely outdueled on the sideline by Chris Beard in that game. I didn't, I didn't view it that way. I didn't either. I think you, you, you have a automatic L with no Jordan Brown doing anything of, of substance. Nobody outside of David Jones is making anything happen, and the other team shot really well. Yeah, to guys you didn't expect to shoot well shot well. Yeah. So, tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city. TJ, let's have a moment of silence former Tiger head coach Michael Norvell. Thank you. It's a damn shame. I mean, what the hell? What What are they supposed to do? They go undefeated. They beat two SEC teams away from home. Go to Florida, the swamp, win with a backup QB. 13-0, ACC champs. Get left out of the playoff. I mean, I would... I would. How mad would you be if you were a legit? Oh, State I'd be fan? furious. I would be so mad. It's furious. And I've, I've, the the moment they went undefeated, I was like, it. Or even if they had the potential, right? And once they started facing Louisville, I'm like, if they go undefeated, there is no reason to leave them out. Like they, they deserve to be in. I think the issue comes down to the fact that 
you know, you have all the bowl guys sitting there together. They're they're eating wing stop, they're drinking beer, and they're like, "This dude, this ain't it. This offense ain't it. They just can't get it done." And they're on their third string quarterback. The second string obviously would be back for the playoff. Also, like you, like give, that, there was a recency bias. It's the only thing that I, makes sense. It's ridiculous. And you give you give Norvell a month to prepare. He's gonna throw some wrinkles in there too. I mean, you want the deep cut? You want a deep cut? Sure. Who? I don't worry this. Who controls the bowl games? Don't worry, it's ESPN. And they have to put on a presentation. They need good numbers. They want great numbers. Who better? Oh, Michigan. You put in Michigan, you put in Michigan Alabama, dude. Are you Such kidding me? But it's from a TV's perspective. I know. But it's what we I mean, what we like this is the reason the playoff needs to be bigger. And it's yeah, going to yeah. next year, but like that doesn't help them right now. I know. And it's it's very unfortunate. I think what the worst part of it all is that they moved Florida State to four when they won with their backup quarterback. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're already at four. We went undefeated. How can you move us down? And they moved them down. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, if you watch the game, yes, Alabama versus Georgia. Alabama looked better than Florida State did against Louisville. I don't, I don't think I'm saying mean? anything crazy here. So, a week before, Alabama looked like doo-doo against I mean, a terrible Struggling a 6-6 six and six Auburn team, whatever they, they look like doo-doo against a terrible South Florida team. Oh, Arkansas? Doo doo against a terrible doo doo Arkansas team. Like it's not spanked. I think it's a lot like of ten to Texas. That's a lot of Bama doo doo this year. It's not great. It's not great. But I think that they looked at that Florida State game and said that, you know, we're on the third. They don't have a the offense ain't looking good, dude. We can't do this. We got to make money on this. But the Bama Michigan game specifically, it's going to make them a lot of money. And I think that's why they did it. I really do. What a matchup, though. It's a great matchup. You see the video of the Michigan reaction when they saw it was Bama? Yeah, they were like, oh. Sims turned to My buddy Sims went to Michigan, for those unfamiliar. Dr. Sims, big Michigan fan, went there, alum. He said they're not scared, and they weren't scared. I don't know. Sounded pretty scared to me. He's scared, dude. Oh, he's scared. America's team. Ah. <sighs> All right, Tej. Well, we got uh, with the playoff set. We got our bowl. We are staying home, baby. Which is mind-boggling to me, by the way. What? That we're staying home. That Memphis got the Liberty Bowl. Why? I mean, not like it didn't really blow my mind, but like because you know, obviously. I mean, it makes the most sense, right? You're going to have yes. Tulane would have brought all of 700 people here. SMU would have brought 106. Okay, so I mean, who have, else is going? SMU ended up. Come on. I mean, man. I know there's people that don't like it, but I'm all for it. No, I think it's great. SMU ended it's up. It's a better bowl game than any other bowl that we're tied to. Well, you're playing a Big 12 opponent. It's funny you mention that because that was something I was going to point out that SMU landed at the Fenway Bowl against Boston State. Boston State. Boston College. What? SMU is playing Boston College. Boston in the State? Bowl. Yeah, they're a new team. It's an expansion team. And 
Tulane is playing Virginia Tech in the Military Bowl. Do you know who has the highest payout of the three teams? Probably us. It's us. Yeah. It's like double what everybody else And we're going to get a lot because we're not going anywhere. You were the fourth team in your conference, and you get the best bowl game. It's kind of wild how that worked out. I like it. UTSA is playing Marshall in the Frisco Bowl. I don't. I can't act like I know the Frisco Bowl payout off the top of my head. But I can't imagine that it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. What are we talking about? Can't imagine that it's great. Um, I like the Liberty Bowl selfishly because it's easier for us to go to. Oh yeah, but I understand that you know it's the, not ki- the guys want to go elsewhere. The players aren't going yeah. to Hawaii. Yeah, for free skis for I mean, a week. Win more games, but you get to play one more. You, want. you get to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get to play the last game in the Liberty Bowl as we know it. Simmons Bank, Simmons Bank Liberty dude. Stadium, as as it sits today before Renos start. It's unfortunate they got to spend time in the visitor locker room. Hey, it'll give them a little bit of it's. It'll be like they're going somewhere. Do you else. think it's going to make them renovate the visitor locker room as well? I don't know. I've never Just been in, in case. The, I don't think the visitor locker room is bad, is it? I don't know of a visitor locker room not being bad. Kenny, what's a visitor locker room like? Um. I mean, as long as you get through the mice and the rats and stuff, but then the, it's the it's really the, the no hot water that's the issue, mm-hmm. in the visitor locker room. Although cold showers are in now, they are. In. I mean, that's a big movement. It's that's true. Happening. It's true. Very good for the mental and physical health. Who is it that has the pink locker room? Like for visitors? Yeah, their their visitors locker room is completely pink. Speaking of, it's while Iowa. you're looking that up, it's Iowa football. TJ, what do you think about uh, what's the councilman's name? JB Shelley or what? What's his name? JB Smiley. Smiley. Yeah. I mean, let it let it go, dude. Yeah. I, let it go. I'm gonna let you know it's gonna be real hard to be reelected in your district if it's you're our everybody. It's out. our stadium now, brother. Just let it go. I know. Freaking. Who was it? Someone on Twitter. You sell your old house and try to tell the new owners what to do with it, too? Well, that's see, I think that you're getting into te- his you're, argument. You're te- that's technically the point. Because he sold it. He wants to make money off it. He wants the U of M to buy Why? It. You're losing money. You make money by not losing by money. By not spending money. Right. You don't have to always make more money. You just have to spend less. It's kind of the same argument, the same aspect of things. Is he wanting he, – is he, he wanting wants, to make money? I thought they just wanted somebody on the new auxiliary board or whatever. No, he wants the university to buy the stadium yeah. from. I don't think that's what was happening today. Yeah, this it was is, the there was two city council board. Uh, they wanted two seats on the. They want two seats on the board. Now, on the board to now. have a say was in this, what happens going forward. Was this not the dude? It's the same guy. Yes, but now he his, was wanting this to buy the U of M to buy it. Now he's saying he wants them to have. Seats it's two on different the board. people. It's two different people. The Is first it? guy, the first guy in the first meeting was Commissioner Martavius Jones. Oh. This one is J B Smiley. Wow. Smiley wants seats on the board. Right. Why would we do that? Give they them can't give them seats and just don't let them have any voting power. Yeah. University of Memphis already said they can't do that. They won't. I thought do they that. said they, they could if they they just had to change the bylaws. Yeah. What do you think? Just what's the argument go. for University of Memphis uh, taking ownership of the Liberty Bowl? What what's the big what's the big deal in y'all's in y'all's mind on that happening? 
I mean, I think it's nice to be able to have control over what renovations are made. You know, because like, yes, the the renovations have been drawn up by populace. Well, it's not just that was. control; it's the revenue from anything that happens there, right? You get all I the. Don't know if there's any revenue, but well, from food, alcohol sales. If you're in the whole thing now that the city owns it and the FedEx form has rights to all the concerts and stuff that the yes. university owns the Liberty Bowl, then they can uh, now be able to bring in like outdoor concerts and stuff. Yeah, they would get anything right. that the like forum Morgan doesn't. Morgan want. Wallen could have come mm. at Simmons Bank this summer. Yeah, mm. I think the issue is that anything the forum doesn't want currently goes down to Lander Center or goes to the um, what's the Olive Branch <laughs> Amphitheater, Bank Plus or whatever. Yeah, whatever that Bank is. Corp South. Snowden. Yeah, it's called Bank. A uh, South Haven. Is that. Whatever. It's the same thing. Uh, South same Haven, thing. Olive Branch, they're touching tips. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about. It's down the street from that Kroger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they pretty much get everything else that the forum doesn't but They want. get small stuff. Between, well, that's fine. I mean. I think that thing only seats like 5,000, 6,000 or something. I don't know. Whatever, dude. You get my point is that now you have another venue in the city that can handle that that's bigger than Levitt Shell. Yeah, because those were your options for the most part at this point, and I think that if the if the university owns it, they get a little bit more say in terms of some of the renovations and how these things are going to pan out, how much how much branding of Memphis Tigers they can put on everything. Like I understand that like everything's a banner or something like that. Well, it's right probably now, also but. easier to raise money for something that you actually own and control as opposed to sure, hey, donate to I something that, that we don't even know in. what the future of it is going to be. Yeah. So, paint the whole visitor tiger locker room pink, like Iowa. Let's do something original. Blue, whole thing and blue. Done. Everything just obnoxious blue. Do like something that's like uh, obnoxious. I like it. Is there some kind of like chrome paint that would just be blinding? Mm, I don't know. I can't get into that. I don't even know. I do think it's good for the university to own the stadium, though. I think I do too. Being able to control that kind of stuff. I don't understand <laughs> it's like losing money, typically, just like the upkeep of it all and such. But I think having the power, being able to brand things specific ways, without having to put, you know, the Liberty Bowl stamp on everything. Right. Ideally, it's going to be the Memphis Tiger Stadium, like Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, and we just happen to open it up for a bowl game. And how does that work with the actual Liberty Bowl game? U of M is going to get money from that now, right? Is that – that would be my logic. I mean – I don't know. I mean, I would assume so, yeah, if they're the owners of the stadium. Yeah. So it seems like it would benefit a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, December 29th, 2.30 ESPN, Iowa State, rematch of 2017, like we thought was probably going to happen. I think the line actually was already out. It opened at Iowa State minus five and a half. Yeah, that's what I saw that last. Uh so we'll see what happens there. You got a couple of weeks for that line to move. I think isn't that what SMU opened at? Yeah, months, and it did not reach the ten and a half. Got all the got all the way up to minus nine point seven five. So Kenny was not right on the getting to ten. Sorry, Kenny. You're just wrong. Uh, already got my ticks. You going? Yes. Got to try to work it out because it's at a two thirty time, and if we want to bring J Man, got to figure out how we're gonna. Get him to skip that nap, or does he take an early nap? How does this all work out? 
Just skip it, brother. Introducing a toddler that's what we, a football that's game what, kickoff is so tough. That's what we did Saturday. Catherine just straight up skipped naps. He will be a Tasmanian devil. So you just got to live with it. Mm. Must be nice to have a little princess who can just oh, skip naps and be chill. I didn't say she was chill or that there was no Tasmanian happening. She, we were wild trying to get back to the car. Uh, dude, I imagine. That sounds brutal. Mm. But yeah, we're going to try to get there. See how it works out. All right, Teej. He's a little bit obsessive, by the way. I need to send you a video. He learned the tiger spell out. He there spells it wrong every time, but it is, it's the effort at this point. He goes, oh, A-I-G-R, tiger. I'm yeah. like, ah. It's close, though. You're not there, I talked guy. Catherine in it a couple weeks ago. She's got it. Not there. But she was, uh, <clears throat> she was screaming potty potty this weekend, so. I respect that. That was her, uh. That's her edition of Potty Toddy. Well, I thought it was just the respectful thing to do. To call it like the... I know. A potty I, mean, I didn't correct her because it is like a toilet down there. Respect that. Uh, Teej, you're no longer 50-50. You're above 500. <laughs> TJ took Boise State minus two and a half and got the dub to improve his record. Seven and six, right? To seven and six on the year. He convinced me to take Oklahoma State. For some reason, I listened to him. Took a big fat L. So I'm eight four and one. It's not bad. TJ, we only have one ball game this week. <laughs> what are we talking about here? For Thunder Pick Fade, fifty fifty TJ. Army Navy. Army's a two and a half point favorite. The over under is hilarious, twenty seven and a half. All right, so let me ask you this. There's only one game. Do we have to pick money lines on the team, or can we pick anything? You can pick whatever you want. I'll take this. over 27 and a half. That we could do college basketball. The problem is when we're recording, there's no lines out several days in advance. So That seems outrageously low, 27 and a half. Points. I know. I really want to take it, too, but this is two chew-it-up teams. I just... Bro, 27 and a half? I know. That's real, real low. I don't know the historic. Real, real low. Schedule. I think they've had some pretty low scoring. Have they? Well, I look back at Navy in general, and they have scored 14, 10, 31, 18. Who is the 31 on? Six. Uh, UAB. They scored a six, which isn't great. 14 against Charlotte, 27. Like, I, I don't know. It just makes me think that I think they could get to just two touchdowns each. Like, yeah, like, come on. This doesn't seem like the bar is set very high, but. You don't think there's going to be four touchdowns scored in this game? I don't know much about Army. Don't let me lie. I can't Let's say. look at their last couple of uh, results. 20 to 17 last year. Okay. So that's the over. That's over. 17 13 the year before that. 15 0, 31 7, 17 10, 14 13. 15 0? Yeah. That is the weirdest score in 2020. Okay. I don't know. They do have a lot of low. 14 13, 21 17, 21 17. Perfect. Because I think each team could score 14. 
Yeah, 14, 13 is not perfect. That's 27 you're missing. Well, first of all, that ain't going to happen. I'm taking the over, so you can't do it. That would be a copycat. I like the over. Um, gosh, what has Navy done? Is their quarterback hurt? Is that right? You're just making things up at this point. I have no clue, man. Dr. Simpson, I referred to earlier, he's uh, he's also a Navy fan. You got to pick something here. I'm looking statistically at what? at what they've done recently. I haven't been keeping up with Navy football. You just make something up. I just picked one. 10 to nothing to East Carolina. 59-14. They scored 14 points on SMU. They can score 14. Gosh, they make nothing. I want the over, but you took it. Can can he can he make a selection for Trey? He's apparently not. I'm just going to take Oh gosh. Just give me Army minus the two and a half. Wow. Navy's terrible. You straight up took them. That's so bold. There you go. Okay. That's all we got, dude. It's getting this problem solving. Problem solved. I just broke my laptop. It's pretty good. Pretty good can. They're very consistent with uh, something riding a giant bicycle. It's always the bear. Yeah. Well. What's his name? We always forget it. Natch. Was that right? Natch. Yeah. He's got a good name. Um, This looks like an Einstein. Or something. Does so I know who that is? Mm, he does have problem solving. He's solving problems. Ah, it's this. DJ. Making that is so sense. good. Making that is sense. so good. Uh, cool can. I like the use of the colors in there. And I happen to know that Sovin is a hop. It is. Nelson Sovin hops. Um, so I get why the name is probably. It says this Sovin. one's for beer and white wine lovers. Subtle notes of grape and gooseberry. Not I sure I get got either that one, one of those. Uh, I did get crisp tart flavors. I did get that. It's pretty Ooh, good can. I got a little bit of white grape in there. Green grape. White grape, green grape. Uh, pretty cool can. I mean, most of most of tampons are relatively, relatively the same. Yeah, just, just a little, little color change. I like the little neon yellow or neon yellow, neon green that's in there. I'll say this is like a. I'm going. I like the Einstein uh, piece in there with old Natch. Yeah. Problem solving. I'm going like a six eight out of ten. Wow. I like it. I was gonna say six four. Fine. Beer's good. The beer is good. I was actually impressed by that. It is six point nine percent alcohol by volume, dude. Nice. It's pretty good. That last sip, I did actually get some grape in there. I think it was all at the bottom. The proof positive of the theory of drinkability, by the way. Uh, it's good beer. What does that mean? I don't know. I think they're just trying to throw in the theory of relativity from uh, Einstein. It's good, man. I liked it. Um, there was a little bit of extra hop in there that I have to like kind of consistently like clear out my mouth to get that out of my yeah, get that off the palate. Um, but it's good. I think I could definitely drink two of these. I think that would help with your knees. What do you mean by that? Just didn't know if the hoppy malt spit would help with your dry knees, your dry ass ashy knees. I'm not following. What you mean. TJ licked his knees before the. Episode I did not started. lick my knees. That is a stretch of what happened. Kenny, 
I licked my knee. You think I can put my tongue to my knee? I recall you licking your knee. No, you don't. This guy, these are clowns that I'm with here, dude. Can I mean, is, the camera, have, is you, the camera picking this up? I, I put spit in my hand and rubbed it on my knee because I have an ashy left knee. It's so ashy. TJ walked in here and looked like he knelt, knelt in Parmesan cheese. Wow. You're just putting all his business on. Offensive. This is you can a, see it. I mean, I, I have strong. noticed I have noticed spit all over your knee the entire show. That's not true at all. A stretch of the imagination of what happened. Anyway, would you rate it? Uh, I have not yet. I'd probably put it like a 7-3. Like I, I can drink, definitely drink two of them. I think so. I'm there with you. It's good. I liked it. Um, I'd recommend it. Gonna go like seven one. Okay. All in all, this is a Tiger's Untapped approved beer. It's not my favorite IPA we've had, but it's definitely it's good. The drink good, man. The drinkability, the theory of drinkability is high with this one. I think it'd be good on tap. Probably better on tap than on yeah. In can personally, on tap would be really good. Tiger's Untapped. Need to go get this on tap somewhere. Preferably at Hamp Barn. I think that's the only place you'd be able to get it on tap personally. Why? I don't know. Who else is going to have flying saucer? Probably not. They have so many beers on tap. Mm, I think they're more like regional and like just kind of. Or if you just got a keg of it at your house, it'd be on tap. That would be true. Mini keg. Mm, Never gone down there. Any, we got to get, we should get a keg for Mm. an episode. We should have done that for. No, we can't do that because Gabe would steal it like he did our beer that one time. He doesn't even drink beer. Uh, they, they drink LaCroix every episode. You're talking about Gabe Kuhn? Wait, that's how you pronounce his last name? Also, he does that commercial where he's like, when everybody comes to my house, I have, I don't even remember what it is for <laughs> now, but it's uh, Blue Note Bourbon. Yeah, Tennessee Whiskey. Tennessee Whiskey. I bust out the Blue Note. The Blue Note Bourbon. <laughs> everybody likes it. <laughs> that's a great Gabe Kuhn impersonation. That was good. Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, I need the both of y'all to put your heads together and combine and give me two positive things about Memphis Tiger basketball. Let's go. Right now? Right now, let's go. Uh, I mean... We need to end this on a high note. Yeah, no, we do, we do, we do. I think that David Jones is still alive, so that's a positive. Wow. <laughs> no, it, no, I mean, seriously, if you listen to the postgame show, Penny knows exactly what they need to fix. Their best... Their best basketball is ahead of them. That's the worst answer. Is it? Yeah. It's giving me something to look forward to. I know that I they're going to be I a know. damn good team come February and March. I think that after you watch the game, Penny pointed out things that, like, he was, he said, this is what we need to work on. We need to find better ways of getting JB involved, and they've got to find better ways to defend. And I think that's straightforward. You've got also, to be able to defend I'll, those threes, and you've got to be able to To TJ's point, I will – Penny taking ownership of a lot after that loss the other day, I think, was a growing point for him. Well, you know, to an extent, there's there's other coaches that you know all losses fall on them, and you consistently see the well, same within this university. <laughs> you see the same mistakes, like the, it all falls back on them, but it's the same mistakes every game. So, will we see an improvement? Right? Is it measurable? Can we see an well, actual? I think you will. We see an improvement out of his teams every year. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, can you the next game we play, 
is VCU going to be hitting wide open threes on us? Are we closing out? Are we at least getting a hand up? Like, what what are we doing to stop the three from falling so much? I think that alone will show growth. So I have a positive. What's that? The further we get into the season, the more likely we are that Penny will have installed all of his sets. Oh, yeah. Whether both defense or offense. That is funny how that works out. That's a positive, right? Like, like it's it's kind of par for the course now with him where beginning of the season he he's not installed anything <laughs> i'm like go hey hey bro these are all like 23 year old basketball players install your stuff <laughs> it's okay they can handle it well some of that on saturday like there was a point in time saturday i think they almost had tied it maybe with like five or six minutes left or cut it to one and i was like we need a basket bad and we came down and ran a set and got a wide open layup for Caleb Mills, and I was like, "That was damn good. Like that was exactly what we needed right at that." Yeah, point but they don't. Time. They don't. But then we don't. I know we don't do it very often. It, it seems like it's literally they go down there, and dudes are just kind of freely running around. Well, they're, they're a very it's, horns heavy offense right now. They're a very horny horns basketball team. heavy horns heavy offense. Okay, I'm gonna need you to dumb that down for me. What a lot of a lot of two is, bigs at the top of the, the key. Horns is top of the key free throw line. Free throw line with with on ball picks. Between you saying horns heavy and, and Trey saying horny basketball team, I was just a little at loss. It's the same words. thing. It's it's literally the same thing. Yeah, they're very horny right now. He's still he's still doing it. Um, still doing it. No, I, hey, I good just, job. Kenny, TJ doesn't know ball. Good, hey, good job on the positivity. Wait, I mean, what do you mean? We have. I've said we. No, have, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm saying for real. Thank you. They have looked better. Give me more than they have not looked good. I, as yes. soon as the biggest thing for me, I just need to see him win again. They come out win Wednesday. I'll be totally over Ole Miss. Come, I think it was D Grums that said it. Just come out and beat the hell out of something. Well, we never do that. I know, and that's what's frustrating because he talked about it because Houston has a it's the Houston way. I know you just bury some of these bad teams. Like, why do we never bury a bad team? Metrics matter. They haven't played many bad teams yet. Let them play bad teams. We'll talk about that in January. I mean, okay. Once you get in conference play, that's different. There are some pretty bad teams that that's they what should I'm be. We should have beaten Alabama State crush. by thirty. Okay. We didn't. Dirty is a even a soft number. Did you just see how much dust came out of my sock? When yeah, I it was that? dirtier than my knees. That is stank, old boy. That's probably your knee dust all in my sock. What's well, in this episode? <laughs> this dude, I gotta get away from him. Next time, hey, next time, cocoa butter that shit, bro. <laughs> I've been wearing pants all day. I just changed into shorts, oh, and here we are. Gosh. Are you that guy? Are you that guy that during the winter time you're like, I'm gonna wear shorts to prove no, how tough I am? No, he's not. He's no, not. What do you mean? No, that's not TJ. I just wore shorts because I'm going to be inside the entire time. TJ's so cold all the time. I'm cold all the time? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I'm pretty neutral. You Maybe. just asked if the AC was on in here. It's not I cold. felt a breeze in. Kenny has the window open. It's probably because your knees are wet and you, f- you feel... <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Subscribe, like, comment. We will be back next week. Bring cold beer, stay with hot takes, get TJ some cocoa butter later. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.